Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Humanity First. And this week, I say this a lot, we have a special guest, but we really have a special guest this week. I <laughs> uh, want to big uh, give a big welcome to Gwen Broadway, who is our Director of Scheduling and Staffing recently, yes. I believe. Congratulations. Yes, that, thank Gwen. you so much. And Gwen has been a uh, stalwart of BAMSI for the last 15 years. So 15 years. You've got a lot of stories. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell them here, though. <laughs> but just to let you know, Gwen, I was, the reason I was talking about you yesterday was somebody was saying what a wonderful job you and your crew are doing with um, the relief staff mm-hmm. and, and how relief staff uh, – and, and I do orientation every week. And mm-hmm. so I would say most of the folks, the de- direct care professionals that come in are probably relief. Yeah. That's about right, yeah. isn't it? Um, but the number of them who are transferring to uh, part-time and full-time positions I think is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great way to come into the organization if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Sort of kicking the Bamsey tires and, and, and seeing if you like it. And I know that you do an amazing job managing those folks through. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you for that. And I just want to um, take the spotlight off of me. My schedulers, they're really talking to Relief once a month, checking in with them, making sure they know about the referral bonuses and if you take a shift and all these types of things that they didn't have before where they didn't feel in Informed, now they're feeling informed and they really enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that's why they're transitioning to regular positions. Yeah. Well, it is – you can see the difference in that. And I know we've got horrible staffing issues, mm-hmm. but um, you and your team are really doing an amazing job Thank sort you. of making it a little bit better in an environment that is pretty difficult for, for everybody, as yes. we, we know. But that's not what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. although we already did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it would be good for us to have a, a bit of a discussion about our, um, our DEJA committee mm-hmm. uh, and some of the things that we've been doing over the last, you know, believe it or not, it's about three years wow, that, that this committee has been active. And I, I realized before that there was an active mm-hmm. committee. Um, but when I when I think about some of the things that the group have done mm-hmm. um, and uh, DEJA stands for mm-hmm. diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, justice and access, and and that's the way that we've gone with us. I love the fact that we've got access in there because yes. access speaks to so many different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been in from the beginning, you yes. Know? And I think back to, and it was the early days of of my uh, tenure at this organization, and I was so struck by the passion the anger, mm-hmm. the frustration mm-hmm. um, from so many people in this organization. And indeed, I would say the country. It was that moment, wasn't yeah. it, when George yeah. Floyd was murdered and, and, and everybody got to see, mm-hmm. um, which was the difference, right? Because mm-hmm. nothing's changed really yeah. in that sense. Um, but in some ways, the conscious of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, you know what? I'd say the world was changed. Yes. Definitely. I don't know if you know, but I'm from England. Mm-hmm. And um, in I, I was struck by the fact that when George Floyd was murdered, all of the soccer teams, because I like soccer too, all of the <laughs> soccer teams took a knee. Wow. Uh, and, and they still do to this oh, very wow. day. So I didn't you, know that. When you think about that, uh, uh, the impression, and, and the World Cup, in fact, people did that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's drill back down to Bamsey a little mm-hmm, bit. Because mm-hmm. um, you've been in it uh, from the start. And 
one of the things I think has been that has been really productive is a sort of spin-off group. And by the way, we have the Ardesia committee. We also have a BIPOC uh, committee, mm-hmm. which I think is meeting tonight. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have another spin-off group. So really the idea is thinking about policy and thinking about advocacy and thinking about where we fit mm-hmm. in, in the justice world of advocacy. Uh, and then it's also about creating safe space uh, mm-hmm. for folks. But it's also about getting into the programs. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I hear a lot about is that organizations have their committee and they check a box. Yes. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I, I guess I'll ask you. There's mm-hmm. still an awful lot to be done. But one of the things that we did, and, of course, it's called Gwen's Roadshow because it was your idea. <laughs> well, well, why don't you talk a little bit about the Roadshow? So show? really what the Roadshow is is – when we came up with this idea of it in Deja Committee, I want to have the people in the field to have a voice. Um, I hear this all the time. They wanted to have a voice. And so what we came up with was a roadshow. So it was a bunch of people, about five, six people from all different parts of the agency and willing to meet and to have change. So what we decided to do is reach out to managers and directors and see, let's come to your staff meeting. Let's speak to staff and really see what they wanted. And it really took its own tune. So now, you know, managers read out, reach out to us and we talk about different issues on the roadshow. Um, I don't go in there with the script. I kind of feel how it's how the environment is and see, okay, I can always tell if people are willing to talk and when people aren't willing to talk. And what I really go in there to say, what do you want Peter to know? What is the voice? What is your concerns that you have within the agency? Because he wants a voice. He wants you guys to have a voice. Mm-hmm. He really wants us to change and move the needle forward. And we have people that are willing to talk, and we have people that are not willing to talk. And then I have the people that call me on the side of the phone and tell me different things. And I, you know, if it's different issues with HR, I bring it up to HR, or I bring it back to the committee and say, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the issues that we have was in, um, Sharon, East Street Sharon, I believe, we had staff. I mean, staff were talking about how they were getting followed by the police and not getting pulled over, just followed. Um, So I met with Peter and I said, hey, this is what's happening. Staff can't even feel comfortable coming to and from work. What could we do about this? And I'm glad what you did, you took it in your own hands and said, let's meet with Sharon police. Let's see what we can do. And we did it. And since then, I haven't heard any other issues. And if there was, we would probably have to go back and address the issue again. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about that was that the chief of police and mm-hmm. the um, the, the uh, uh, lieutenant, is that the word in, in England? Was it the liaison? This is the liaison. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want to meet with Yeah, you. <laughs> that's right. I always struggle with that lieutenant word. But yes, I think it was the li- liaison person. Yes. They actually came to the program mm-hmm. and fielded questions. Mm-hmm. And the staff, I was so proud of the staff because yeah. they told it like it was. They yeah. said, look, you know, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I was really not proud of him because I have nothing to do with him. But yeah. but, but, but I felt really, he really listened. They, they both did. And mm-hmm. they said, look, you know, there's no room for prejudices and our police. I mean, said all the right things. Yeah, and yeah. I actually think he, he means it. And, he, and we've talked a couple mm. of times since mm-hmm. just about how the 
how the police liaison person can keep in touch because we have more than one yes. uh, home in, in Sharon, so mm-hmm. it's important. And actually, since then, we've done that with another mm-hmm. um, police department. Um, and I think, you know, you get a mixed bag sometimes. Yeah. But certainly with Sharon, with Sharon, I think they did a really a really nice job with that. What else? What other things... Um, are people saying because you know sometimes mm-hmm. uh, cu- speaking up uh, it can culturally be difficult for yes. folks, uh, mm-hmm. especially for if they're you know uh, new Americans, mm-hmm. especially if they're coming maybe from a uh, a country where free speech isn't as um, valued mm-hmm. as it is in this country. What what sort of things are you hearing that we that mm-hmm. we need to work on at this organization? So a lot that I, I hear out in the field and on road shows and different things that come to me is um, when you look at leadership, they really want to see a person that looks like them, mm-hmm. a person that identifies them. So they really want to see people in leadership, people, person of color, a person of whatever it may be, someone from Africa Mm -hmm. or Haitian director. They really want to see that. And I told them that that's one of the things that um, I'm working on hard is trying to get that data. How many people of color are we hiring for director levels and up? And because that seems like one of the main concerns I hear throughout the agency. Yeah. And it is, if you look at our leadership, Mm -hmm. um, it is an inverted triangle in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, I think, I think you, I think it's right to say around 56% of the people Mm -hmm. at this agency identify as BIPOC. Yeah. Um, Yet that isn't true Mm -hmm. uh, in leadership positions. And, you know, one of the things that we're in the middle of, Mm -hmm. and and I think you'll be getting an email within the next couple of days, is the the executive vice president of uh, DEI. Yay! And uh, and we're in the process Mm -hmm. of doing that. Um, I think one of the things that we've talked about is – and I'm, I'm. The group has done so much, and mm-hmm. I, I, I never want to begin a conversation by saying we need to do this without recognizing what we've done. Yeah. And let's talk about that for a mm-hmm. minute. You know, we've had book groups, right? Yeah. Um, we've had, we've looked at policies, and yep. procedures, and said, are these policies and procedures without bias? Mm-hmm. And when you start looking, you say, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, bereavement policy is a good example of that. We were defining what family was. Which yes. Is, is it our business to define what family is? Mm-hmm. And you know, Gwen, it was really funny because the HR department and the, there's different people in there now, but the yeah. HR department said, mm-hmm. "You'll, you know, if you do that, everybody's going to say that, you know, they're." Their third uncles died. And, <laughs> and, and I said, well, why don't we see? Why don't we test that? Mm-hmm. And it hasn't made any difference whatsoever. Right? Yes, and I think people enjoy that. People like that policy because my cousin may be a cousin that stays with me, that lived with me because um, a family member couldn't take care of them. So that may be a cousin. So when you look at the bereavement, it's like, ooh, people in your household. But now it's... The policy is so much better now because it may be like a cousin that lives with you. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And it's used in no different way than it Mm -hmm. was before. There wasn't this massive influx of people saying, I want a bereavement day. And really, if you you begin with good intentions about people, and I Mm -hmm. totally believe that. that Most most of the time, people do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, even if you have strict rules that sort of trammel your cultural Mm -hmm. beliefs they're probably still going to do things yeah. wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they probably did in the past. Yeah. But part of that was like 
building these initiatives and getting involved in conversations. It was holding, you know, live um, Zoom links. Mm -hmm. But really, I do believe that mm -hmm. the the DEI position mm -hmm. helps to bring more structure to our to what we want to do. Yes, which is. Um, you know, make this organization sort of uniform mm -hmm. in terms of how uh, we look yeah. uh, and how, how we look like our community. And we know mm -hmm. that we work in, I think I'm right in saying this, mm -hmm. the largest uh, minority-majority city in New England. Yes. Um, so we have to pay attention to yeah. that in terms of who we serve, mm -hmm. right? Um, what are some of the other things that uh, you're hearing? Some of the other things that um, people would like to see is the simple, the paperwork in different languages. That's a big thing. We serve a city of Brockton that has multiple Cape Verdean, Haitian, African. Um, they would really like to see just our paperwork in different languages. And I'm happy to say <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that Richard Raphael um, has entered into a contract with a translation service, and mm -hmm. it's a service specifically to what we do. So mm -hmm. it's going to be good. And, uh, and I was really happy that it was very reasonable. Um, and so we're, that is actually beginning. Oh, uh, yes. It may have already begun, actually, in terms of getting those things right. Another thing that we, what we talk about is, um, you know, a significant number mm -hmm. of people that work here ha um, have English as a second language. Yes. Uh, and are remarkably proficient mm -hmm. at it. But that's a disadvantage in some, time, mm -hmm. in some cases. And we have to really look at that. And I think about MAP, for yes, instance. Yes, MAP. Which comes up a lot, really. Yes, so we have uh, uh, one of our home in um, one of the areas, Brockton areas, that have at least four or five staff right now that, who speak English that just can't pass the MAP. So I know what we're looking into is maybe having a tutor that speaks the language that maybe could help, which that would be so such a help for people that speak a second language. Yeah, and Lewis, <laughs> Lewis is helping with yes. that, I think. And that a very special skill, somebody who's been through MAT training, yep. who is fluent in English and um, uh, Asian Creole yep. and French. Mm -hmm. yeah, how many languages does he speak? I know. <laughs> I wish I'd spoken that Yeah, language. me too. Um, but, that, but, but that kind of... Um, that kind of, and there are some things that we can't do because the state are very rigid about it. Yeah. But there's ways that we can get around that mm -hmm. by helping people. Mm -hmm. And I will give the state a bit of credit here. They have relaxed mm -hmm. some of those uh, map um, uh, processes, yes, which allows us to work around that. So thank you, DPH. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always give the state credit when mm -hmm. you can. Um, also, what I want to bring up is just not map. Um, I had a situation the other day with one of my schedulers who um, someone that speaks the second language who can't navigate Shiftboard. Now, Shiftboard is where we pick up shifts and we want to make our money. So I brought this up to Jill today. I'm like, now we need. We should probably put Shiftboard on the map too. We may need to put map, Shiftboard, and other process on the on the board because people may not understand. You know, language may be a barrier or. It may be different the way they see it. So I did bring it up to her is maybe not just map, maybe shift board. They may have problems doing the online trainings. We may need to help them in a lot of different areas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these systems are not easy to navigate for anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think about uh, maybe our older employees as mm -hmm. well. And yeah. Who aren't necessarily so. Computer uh, savvy. Exactly. <laughs> 
what you can't see is me putting my hand up. <laughs> but yeah, I think those are I think those are really important issues. I think you know the the sign of good management is that we're doing all we can to make the real work possible. Yeah, uh, and you know, and I know that the, those difficulties are still out there around um, uh, recruitment and retention. I mm-hmm. mean, most of the conversations we have mm-hmm. are about that, and how how much more important is that to mm-hmm. create a place where people feel welcome, yeah. where people feel as if they belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think we've done an, a lot. Oh, yeah. From where we came from, we have done a lot. Yeah. A lot <laughs> and people are looking and seeing the change, you know, even though if it's a little small crawling stones. But guess what? At least we're even looking at policies. Look, we're, we're even looking at people who speak a second language with map. We've been had staff that speak of, for us to be looking at it now, we're 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 getting there. Yeah, well, <laughs> you have try to. It. It's not only the right thing to do, but yeah. what if you don't? I mean, yeah. you're just going to fall further and further behind. Um anything else that you've that you've found uh, on the on your travels? Um, and it's not um, – there's a lot of – there's quite a few folks that do it now, right? Yeah, yeah. We have um, Wallace who's a clinician, yeah. and I'm glad he's on there because he brings the clinician side just in case if I can't answer side and he jumps in and yeah. I'm like, Wallace, this is you. So – and then we have people from the children and families. We have someone from training in there. Yeah. So we really got all aspects. One thing we are working on is trying to get someone from HR on the road show. So when we have those little issues, they can kind of be like, boop, let me put that on my notebook, yeah. like Peter's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, too. yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much more to talk about, Gwen, and mm-hmm. I know that we're just about out of time. Yeah. So you know what that means? It means you have to come back on the show. Of course. <laughs> of course. And uh, I would really appreciate that. And I, I, yeah. I really do appreciate the work that Thank you've done. Thank you. Um, I, know, I know you do. <laughs> well, you've, you've taken on uh, a lot. You know, you've got your job and yeah. then you've got this. And, <laughs> yes. And I think there's quite a few people on the, on the, uh, on the committees that are doing that. And, mm-hmm. and I would say to anyone who's listening to this, we're always looking for new members. Yes, we are. <laughs> always looking for He wants to hear the voice of the people. Relief, direct care staff, nurses. Come join the Deja group. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, I don't think I could end it better than that. Gwen, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.